Hello and welcome to the Arizona Just Beat Illinois podcast. My name is Shelby Shear. I'm the HBIC and this is Jason and the Wildcat Scoop podcast. Thank you, Shelby. Happy wife, happy life, as they say. I, uh, I know that very well, so thanks for that. Uh, and yeah, it is the podcast in which we are reviewing a very impressive Arizona win on the road at Illinois. Um, just kind of one of those those big boy games, right? Arizona kind of had one on a neutral court against Michigan. And yeah, I realize Michigan isn't as good as we thought at the time, but still a, a pretty good team. Um, this was the test, right? Like if Arizona went to Illinois and played a good game and put forth a, a solid effort, we would know that Arizona was for real. Um, towards the end of the game, in the second half, even when it was close, um, before we knew the result, people in social media, basketball writers, national basketball writers were saying, okay, no matter what happens for these next eight minutes or whatever, uh, we know that Arizona basketball is for real. Um, what we saw in the second half and really as a whole is that, yeah, I mean, they're, they're for real. And, um, you know, it, it's not like I'm, I'm trying to blow a, a four point win out of proportion here. Uh, it is a very impressive win when you take a look at a, a few factors. Number one, um, you take a look at what happened the, the night before last night with the travel, Arizona gets in at midnight. Um, you know, as a drive from Indianapolis, could have let them affect, you know, their legs and all that. Didn't miss a beat uh, in terms of being able to get out and transition, run the court, and, and do everything really offensively that makes Arizona tick. I mean, after the game, you know, uh, Trent Frazier said that really they just couldn't stop Arizona when they needed to in transition. Um, and it's not just fast break points, but Arizona had 18 fast break points. And, and we said in the podcast, the preview podcast, and a breakdown on Wildcat Authority, that Illinois needed to avoid letting Arizona get out in transition, and it just couldn't do that. And a big reason why was the ability to rebound. Illinois is a good rebounding team. Uh, Kofi Cox, sorry, Kofi Coburn uh, is a good, very good rebounder, right? But Arizona, uh, in total rebounds, out-rebounded Illinois by one, and then was able to get 27 defensive rebounds, and that allows you to get out in transition and do what you need to do. Um, and that's exactly what Arizona did. When Arizona got in transition and was running, there was nothing Illinois could do. Uh, and, and so, you know, and, and really, at this point, you know, there's a lot of good teams in the country, but when you're looking at, at pace and all that and adjusted pace efficiency on, on you know, on Kembaum, you're looking at tempo. Uh, you know, the top four teams are Charleston, who cares? Marshall, who cares? New Mexico, who cares? And Arizona. Arizona, you know, usually it's bad teams that have good tempo, tempo right? I mean, after Arizona's Mississippi Valley State, who's 0-8. Cornell, McNeese State, Prairie View, A&M. Uh, all that crap, right? And, and so you take a look um, in terms of conference or, or major teams. Marquette is is sixth. Um, good for them. They just got ran by by UCLA. Um, and, and it's just it's not very often. Coincidentally, you know, not coincidentally, but um, you know, Arkansas is seventeenth in tempo, and Gonzaga is uh, is twenty second, right? And so those are some of the bigger teams. But usually, the way it works is a lot of bad teams use tempo to kind of make up for it, and also because they can't defend. So that's, that's a kind of, uh, you know, missing a little bit. Like, you take a look at, you know, New Mexico, and they have the 269th 
you know, best adjusted defense, Arizona has the eighth. So the fact that Arizona has the eighth best a uh, defense on Ken Palm and the fourth best tempo um, is is pretty is pretty remarkable, right? And so what we're seeing is a good basketball team that is able to defend, that is able to make teams turn the ball over, get the glass, get in transition, like very few teams in the country do. And Illinois just wasn't built for that. Uh, m- more specifically, Illinois' front court wasn't built for that. Williams, um, you know, four fouls, had the tech, two turnovers, didn't score. Kofi had 13 of 13, but was 5 of 15. We'll get to that in a minute. And Coleman Hawkins was just, was irrelevant, right? Uh, pain didn't do anything. It, the, the front court, even though, you know, it points in the paint for Illinois to come out with only 16 points in the paint with a guy like Kofi um, is just remarkable. Remarkable defense by Arizona and, and a great job of being able to get out in transition and, and try to move a little faster. So Illinois would kind of have to, to counter that a little bit. But, um, you know, the fact that they only had 16 points in the paint when that's what they rely on oftentimes uh, is pretty, pretty impressive. Um, Illinois' guards surprised me. They really did. Uh, Trent Frazier and Kerr, I made it even. I uh, got some crap for that. And, and you know, you take Kerr's second half, and, and I'll put that even if you take away his first half. But I know you can't do that in basketball. But uh, Trent Frazier was absolutely great. You, know, you can make an argument he is what kept Illinois in the game. He was putting up shots. They had no business putting up on step backs. Um, the defense was, for the most part, pretty good, and they were still going in. 27 points. Didn't turn the ball over, played 38 minutes, um, and really had some some really nice things to say about Arizona uh, after the game. Alfonso Plummer, same deal, 8 for 16 from the field, 25 points. He turned the ball over five times. But but the key for me was that uh, in the first half, Frazier had 16 and Plummer had 14. Uh, Frazier only missed four shots, Plummer missed five. In the second half, it was the amount of shots, right? Frazier in the first half took 10 shots. He only got five attempts in the second half. Plummer took six shots. He only got, um, sorry, six shots in the second half, took 10 in the first half. So the defense, they combined for 30 in the first half, 22 in the second. The defense was just better from Arizona. Um, It wasn't just the fact that Illinois shooting went down. Well, Illinois shooting went down from two because of Arizona's defense. And you kind of give and take, where if Illinois is going to go ahead and and hit those threes, so be it. Um, But, you know, they're going to have to make them to stay in this game because we're taking away the two. That's basically what Arizona's strategy was. Um, And, you know, Illinois went out and shot 16 of 36 from three, which is really impressive, right? 44% from three. For Arizona to go on the road, to get uh, stuck in a 19-0 run, to face a team that had um, 16 offensive rebounds and shot 44, sorry, 17 offensive rebounds and shot 44% from three, to arrive the night before and win is a really, really impressive win. One of the better wins nationally um, this season. And a lot of it is just, it it was kind of one of those team efforts. Uh, And and really, you know, this is just the type of game you can kind of talk about. And and each guy kind of gets a big old compliment, right? And we'll kind of go down the line, which is what we usually do. Uh, In the first half, Kirk Risa was bad. He retweeted me. We're beefing. We got major beef now. Um, No, just kidding. He he retweeted my shout out too. But um, he knows. He knows he didn't play well in that first half. Uh, Just wasn't very good. 
Uh, and that first half was one for six, two points, two assists, two turnovers. Um, it was just kind of pushing it, right? Wasn't letting the game come to him as much uh, with the way that Illinois was, was guarding the pick and roll. In the second half, he ate it up. I mean, there's just nothing that Illinois could do. Was much more patient, took the lanes that were given to him. 17 points, 6 of 10 from the field. The only four shots he missed in the second half were from three. Made his free throws, only turned the ball over twice, played every minute of the second half. The only guy to play every minute of the second half um, for Arizona. And really uh, just just controlled the game. Like it felt where it got to the point where whatever Kirk Creaso wanted to do in that second half, he was able to do. And there was really nothing that Illinois could do about it. It, it was a, a clinic and how to run an offense against the defense that Illinois was trying to run. Um, you know, kind of lost and everything. Arizona was 16 of 27 in the second half. Shot 59% on the freaking road. Uh, missed 11 shots and six of them were threes. Still shot 40% from three, which is fine. Um, so the fact that Illinois missed 10 shots while taking, you know, five more, but... 59% from three uh, is, is I'm sorry, 59% of the field when you shot 37% in the first half. Uh, you know, I love Brad Underwood, but Arizona knew exactly what to do in the second half against that pick-and-roll defense, um, and, and they were kind of biting low and keeping their man low, and, and Arizona just took advantage. That floater by Creesa, um, just really, really good stuff offensively from him. Um, I mentioned Trent Frazier. I, I you know, tons of credit right tons of credit what he means to this team uh illinois and and he played great uh ben mathurin what <laughs> what more you know i i always say this i get a i get a vote for pac 12 player of the week and it's him and if anyone else doesn't vote him i want their names and emails and uh, we're gonna put them on the internet and you guys can yell at him no just kidding maybe we'll see 30 points on the road five of eight from three seven rebounds uh man like what else? Forget Pac-12 Player of the Year. Um, he, we're, we're talking first-team All-American type of status. What he's played with, uh, like in the in the last you know three four games, and, and he really hasn't had many bad games this season. He's now up to 17 points, seven rebounds, two assists a game. But what he's done these last three games? Remember, he only had six against Sacramento State and turned the ball over you know four times, but of Sacramento State. But 29 against Oregon State. 24 against Wyoming, 30 against Illinois, but he's rebounding the ball. 10, 5, 7, 6, 10, 7. That was always the big thing. What else can he do? You know, can he rebound? Can he pass? And his passing and his rebounding um, have gotten better. It, they really, you know, he wasn't a bad rebounder last year, but it feels like he's he's taken a step forward this year and he's more uh, engaged on that side of the ball. And, and you can tell. And when Ben is engaged... There's not many that are as good as him. And, and he played absolutely fantastic in both halves. Um, there wasn't really much of a difference. 17 in the first half, uh, 13 in the second half, and, and just played really, really well. Uh, 39 minutes, um, just a, a great overall effort by him. And good, good enough defense. They switched him up on Plummer, Williams, um, you know, moved around. Good enough, right? Uh, and again, Alfonso Plummer, you know, another guy, 8 for 16 from the field, played great, kept them in the game. Him and Frazier really put Illinois on their backs and uh, and deserve, you know, kudos. Uh, Dalen Terry, to me, is probably the, the unsung hero of the game. I know that a, a lot of guys are going to get attention, and rightfully so. But Dalen Terry 
in the first half uh, played five minutes, right? Played five minutes in the first half because of foul trouble, two fouls, um, just didn't play great. Second half, 17 minutes, six points, didn't get a rebound. He missed two threes, which, you know, he's not a three-point shooter, but you kind of you can't get too mad at him just for taking them. That's, that's just not how basketball works. But defensively, his versatility and what he was able to do, we, we talked about it before with what the Illinois guards did in the second half, and a lot of that was Terry and his ability to move around defensively. Uh, Azulis Tubelis versus Coleman Hawkins, I mentioned, was one of the bigger mismatches in this game, uh, and it was uh, just complete annihilation. I mean, there is no world where Coleman Hawkins was going to be able to guard Azulis, and Arizona knew it often and early and went to Azulis as much as possible. Uh, you know, first half, 11 points. Second half, he had five points but didn't take as many shots. Um, but, you know, he finishes with uh, 16 points on 7 of 13 shooting, three board, sorry, three assists, eight rebounds, only had one turnover. Um, just great. And, and, and he continues. He's one of these guys that is quietly putting up, you know, 16 and eight a game, right? It's because he just goes about his business. He's not a big yeller or anything like that. Um, just goes about his business and does what he needs to do. Uh, but there was just no world where, where Coleman Hawkins could stay with him. And, and that's why Illinois went a little smaller at times with Grandison, which we'll get to in a second. But um, another great effort by Azulis Tubelis. And Arizona knew going into that game that was a major mismatch. Uh, and they, they took advantage from it from the tip. It was clear that in the game plan they basically said, there's no way this dude can guard Azulis. Uh, let's go to him. Christian Coloco is an interesting case. Moving on. Um, four points, seven rebounds. Uh, I, he was credited with uh, with four blocks. I thought he had more, um, but another big blocking game. But believe it or not, and I hate this stat, I really do, but I use it sometimes to kind of drive a point home. He had the best plus minus uh, in, in the game of anyone. He finished with plus 18 uh, in 29 minutes. And the reason was his defense, um, you know, offensively he was not good. Uh, the hand issue came up. I know people don't think he has hand issues, but the hand issues came up a little bit. Wasn't good offensively, but defensively for him to, and, and yeah, Kofi got different type of looks, but there were plays where they basically just said, we trust Christian Coloco to play Kofi straight up. And there's no doubt that Kofi is stronger than Christian Coloco. He's stronger than, uh, you know, most everyone pretty much, right? Uh, Umar versus him would be a nice battle, but but um, the length was was a big deal. And Arizona gave Kofi a ton of looks. Um, they doubled him a little bit. They let Coloco get him. They ran different packages at him basically, and Kofi struggled. But the biggest struggle was what we said before the game, which kind of everyone knew, which is that if Arizona got in transition enough, Kofi could not run, and that's what happened. He played 33 minutes, which is a lot for him. Five turnovers, five of 15 from the field, three of six from the line. One of his buckets was a, a 12-foot jumper, which you're totally cool with. If he's going to shoot jumpers, that means that you're doing well on the block. And uh, I got killed by the Illinois um, fans because I said if, if Kofi scores 15, um, you know, but works for it, are they holding him to 15? And one of their message board moderators, whatever, said there's no way they're holding him to 15. Well, they held him to 13. And it's, it's really hard for Illinois to win any game. And, again, that goes back to Frazier and Plummer, who combined to shoot 17 of 31. If those guys play normal, this is a 20-point game. I don't think people realize that, that really the only thing that kept them in this game was Frazier and Plummer going out of their mind, 
right? And again, credit to them. But Arizona defensively, what they did to Kofi is something that not a lot of teams have done the last few years. Um, he is an All-American type of deal. And so what they did defensively on him was uh, was fantastic. Um, the bench, Arizona's bench, this really wasn't a game for them, right? Umar, I thought, played great. Six points in 11 minutes, 12 rebounds. Um, you know, his defense was good. Uh, got a nice little jumper, gets his shots up. Six shot attempts in 11 minutes, but none of them really were bad. Um, Justin Kyer really struggled. 0 for 4 from the field. Didn't turn the ball over, which is a plus. And uh, Pella Larson, two points. He, he rebounded well, four boards, but the, the fouls, and two of them of the three, if I recall, were, were kind of dumb. Uh, Grandison on Illinois played great, 14 points, five rebounds, three assists, got 32 minutes because, again, Illinois went smaller. Um, but, you know, you take a look, that, that was their only bench point. So they got 14 points off the bench. They got more than Arizona, but it was one guy, and he was basically a starter because he played 32 minutes. And so, you know, you, take, you, you combine that with Hawkins scoring zero, and uh, it's kind of a whole different ballgame for Illinois. The fact of the matter is that Arizona did what they needed to do. And, and I said pregame that if Arizona kept its composure, I didn't see how Illinois would win this game. And Illinois went on a 19 to nothing run, and Arizona came right back like it was not a big deal. Lesser teams would have crumbled. I don't think there's any argument. There are plenty of teams that would have been on the road, uh, been on the losing end of a 19-0 run, and that would have been the ball game. You know, got down double digits in the first half, crowds going nuts, that's ball game, move on. Not Arizona. And the question was, how would these guys respond? Remember, some of these guys are playing in their first true road game because of COVID and all that where the, the stands are going nuts. And these guys responded extremely well. They didn't get tight. They didn't force the issue. There was a little stretch where maybe they got a little rattled. And, and, and Tommy Lloyd said after the game that he expected it. Like, you, you expect it sometimes. But um, really, it was just, just super impressive how they responded. That might be the biggest thing that you can take away is how they came out in the second half and responded to everything that Illinois gave them. Whether it was a run, uh, the fact that their guards were throwing the ball in the air and it happened to land for three, everything that Illinois had to offer, Arizona responded with. Foul calls, turnovers, whatever it was, um, Arizona responded and had an answer for sooner than later. 42 points in the paint to 16. Um, the fact that they were able not just to get into the paint so easily, but to hold Illinois to those 16 points uh, is really, really impressive. 14 turnovers on the road, only six in the second half in the style. Remember, fourth best tempo in the country, according to Ken Palm, to only turn the ball over 14 times on the road is impressive 25 points off 16 turnovers for illinois illinois had 16 points off the 14 turnovers for arizona uh, more defensive rebounds more second chance points um it fast break points 18 to 3 10 I, it really just going down the line just a really good win and i think we learned a lot about arizona and i said pregame that i i think that we would learn more about arizona than illinois in this game if Arizona went and got blown out at Illinois, yeah, maybe they're, they're not as good as we thought. If Arizona blew out Illinois, well, man, now it's on. If Arizona beat Illinois, great stuff, right? And what we found out is that Arizona took Illinois' best shot, in my opinion, uh, from three at least, right? Illinois finished the game shooting 40% because of the second half. 
Illinois made eight threes in the second half, but 11 total field goals. They were three of 15 from two because of Arizona defensively was selling out the two in order to, to allow the three, basically. They said no easy buckets. You're not going to score inside. If your team is going to shoot hot from three, hey, man, tip of the hat to you. And it, it worked. Uh, it was close, and Illinois did shoot the three, but three of 15 from two, you're not going to win many games this way. And, and that's why I said if Illinois didn't shoot out of their mind, you can make a very solid argument that Arizona would have won by 15 points. Um, and, and Brad Underwood was super respectful to Arizona after the game, spoke really highly of Arizona, said it's clearly one of the best teams in the country, and, uh, and I don't think that there's any argument to that. So win in advance, kind of like March, but these are the games that you want to win, right? It it's, doesn't matter how you win it because at a conference gets a big look come tournament seeding time, and now Arizona has a neutral court win against Michigan and a true road win at Illinois, and there's a very big stretch coming up, as we know, at Tennessee, at UCLA, at USC. We're going to know a lot about this team. But for tonight, for the win against Illinois, we know that Arizona is for real, that it was a very impressive win, and that there's a lot to be excited about. Because, again, you could also make the argument, based on what we saw in the first half, Arizona did not put their best foot forward. There are improvements that Arizona could also make. Um, so while the second half was great, there's stuff in the first half, you know, you, you kind of want to take back, right? But either way, it's hard to focus on that stuff, um, because look what Arizona did. Big road win, finished hitting six of its last eight field goals. Moving on this week has two games that should probably win, uh, will be 20 point favorites in both. But with that being said, said fun time to be an Arizona fan. We're running a deal on Wildcat Authority. Um, 50% off annual sub. If you're a current monthly member, you get the same deal. If you upgrade, Wildcat Authority, take advantage now. Appreciate it. I'm Jason Shear, and this has been the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. <music>